and welcome to episode 113 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Heather. I'm Sharla. And this week, we are going to be talking about all things annual pass. There's been a lot of news this past week. A lot of chatter, a lot of changes, a lot of information, a lot of panic. We're going to get into all of it. I mean, I feel like the panic was immediate. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And inevitable because that's what Disney fans do online. (laughs) Yeah. We don't handle change well. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. So that is our topic this week. But uh, first of all, how are you guys? Good. I'm here. (laughs) So yesterday, for the first time in forever, don't sing because we don't have the rights, but for the first time in forever, I cleared my inbox um, by the end of the day. And if you guys, if the people listening know how I work, if it's in my email inbox, that means I still have to do it. So I, it's like kind of how I keep my to-do list. And Mm -hmm. yesterday... I got everything done for the first time in weeks. It's been weeks since I've done that. Satisfying. Yes. Very satisfying. So, and right now I'm looking at only uh, one thing that I have to do. Well, I'm sure by the end of this podcast, we'll have a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) Give it time. Give it time. Yeah. And there's, of course, things I can be doing. Well, there's always something you can be doing. But do you really want to do them? Oh, no, absolutely not. I, don't I understand. Uh, but it is a new week. It is an exciting week for some of us. Maybe not all of you who are listening. I don't know. But for us, it's an exciting week. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. And all those other Michael Bublé lyrics. <laughs> we also don't have the you know, rights to. Um, so let's get into it. Lots of news this week. Um, first up, this is not great news, but, you know, it is what it is. So Disneyland Paris has announced that they are extending their closure through to the beginning of April. I think specifically April 2nd. I think that's right, April 2nd. It, yeah, is the reopening date. Um, so, and I don't remember off the top of my head, are the parks in Asia open or closed right now? Um, they, Hong Kong was closed. Shanghai was closed. I feel like Shanghai might have opened up, but I could be wrong with that. Yeah. yeah, Tokyo was open last week. I saw, I saw something about it. Uh, okay, being open last week. Yeah. And now that keeps, I, I just, I, I can't keep track because it's. I feel bad. It's, it's open it's, and closed. And it's, yeah, the the age parks in particular have done sort of the reopening, close, yeah, on reopening, close, on and off. Um, they've been much more, sort of flexible and adaptable, I guess, to the changing conditions over there, which is you know interesting and great that they're able to do that um other parks obviously aren't able to be that um adaptable to the situation so disneyland paris continues to be closed but does have a rescheduled opening date um and disneyland continues to be closed um we have exciting adventures by disney news heather you want to tell us about this i do want to tell you about this because i'm totally going on one i don't know how (laughs) But I am going on one. Um, So last week, Adventures by Disney announced two brand new itineraries. And today is the first time uh, that past guests have the ability to book them. But they have announced expedition cruising to both Antarctica and the Galapagos, um, which is amazing because if you've ever seen the National Geographic, this is not a luxury cruise. This is not, you know, a you know, fancy upscale. It's like you're getting out there in nature and it looks incredible and now that means adventures by disney is on all seven continents which is pretty epic that's amazing 
Yeah. I went with Adventures by Disney to the Galapagos, and we did a cruise. It was, I guess you would have considered it luxury um, for what it was. It was just a small ship, you know, so it's not mm-hmm. what we think of a luxury liner now. But, it, but I would go back in a heartbeat, and I would go with Adventures by Disney in a heartbeat. This is so exciting. Yeah. I'm really, really into Like, I love the Galapagos itinerary, but I am so into the Antarctica. Mm-hmm. I have a friend. He is a luxury travel writer. And maybe four years back now, he did one, um, an expedition. I forget the company he did it with. And just seeing his photos that he was posting on Facebook, like out there with the penguins and on ice fields. Like, I, it's just, I feel like it's an experience unlike anything you could ever imagine. And it just sure. seems so incredible. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And so Adventures by Disney has partnered with Ponant, which Ponant, is a yeah. French mm-hmm. um, cruising company. So they're not building new ships, like as opposed to like with some of the river cruises when they sort of custom designed, you know, they partnered with Alma Waterways and then, you know, they built, I think one or two ships for Adventures by Disney, essentially. Right. These are taking existing ships um, and chartering them essentially is what they're doing for select dates for these adventures. So, right. That's basically what we did when I went on the Galapagos trip was mm-hmm. a charter ship and we were not all adventures by Disney. Um, we just kind of had our own section in the dining room and we had some kind of some perks that some of the other guests didn't have. So I would love to see, to see this, how they do with a, a full charter. Right. Exclusively yeah. Adventures by Disney. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as you know, if you listen to this podcast, we love ourselves some Adventures yes. by Disney. There's no better. <laughs> honestly, there's no better way to travel the world. Yeah. There's really yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. Um, so these are, of course, super pricey. <laughs> there's no getting around that. Um, but they are a once in a lifetime experience. And um, if you have the means or have the desire, or have the dream, um, I would do it. <laughs> I would do it. And you know, hey, the Mega Millions or whatever it is, you know, Lotto, Jackpot or whatever is now up to some ungodly. So (laughs) you never know. Yeah. You can't win if you don't play, as they say. And Um, I feel like if if I ever won the lottery. Yeah. You have to take us so we can report back. That's right. But (laughs) I always feel like if I, I always think in my head, like, okay, if I win the lottery, like, you know, the first thing I'm doing is planning that dream vacation. Like I'm talking like the 30, 40, $50,000 vacation that you have always wanted to take. And I'm just Mm -hmm. going because now I can. Yep. Oh, I have like a 20 step plan for like yeah. if I ever, I don't even play the lotto by the way, but I have like a 20 step plan for like, like multiple financial advisors and like setting up a fund and like, you know, establishing a nonprofit. It's like a whole, yeah. You would think I played the way, like the way I have this mapped out. I don't, I don't buy lottery tickets, but anyway. Um, all right. So that's exciting news. Now, this is news. We're going to be talking a little bit more in our Patreon extra. This is very exciting news for at least one um, or two of us. <laughs> Not so much for the third, but um, the Muppets had put out like sort of a teaser a week or so ago saying that they had big news that was coming. And, you know, of course, all of us were, you know, just dying to know what it is. And now we know. And all five seasons of the original Muppet Show, which is the one I grew up with because I was born in 1974, <laughs> um, are going to be available on Disney Plus starting on February 19th. So I am. Very excited about this. I, you know, it's funny. I'm super excited about this, but I don't know why. I own all. Of, I own. 
I don't know why. I'm so because I have to get up and like put the no, DVD. It's always on. more exciting when it's on TV. Like I own countless movies on DVD, but when I see them on TV, like I'll sit there and watch them with commercials. Yeah. But I could just, it's always more exciting. If it's I don't have to get up and put this, the DVDs in. We have a server. My husband has ripped all of our DVDs oh, off right. our private server. So <laughs> I don't even have to put any effort into it. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm so excited about it coming to Disney+. Plus. I guess to share it with everybody else. It was good to say, because now a new generation gets to experience it. Yeah. That and has that- no... You know. Yeah, and my daughter loves the Muppets because that movie that came out right when she was born was, which was fantastic. Um, she, we, we used to when she had some very sleepless nights when she was a toddler. We used to watch that all the time, and it never got old for me. Even like some kids' shows would definitely get old. This one never got old. I, lo- I love that movie. I love yeah. the old show, the old movies. Yep. All right. So here's what I want next, though. So now I've gotten my Muppets wish. I'm very excited. Um, I really need Disney Plus to add Bear in the Big Blue House. Oh, Does anybody no, I remember never Bear in the Big Blue I House? I remember it, but I never watched it. Like obviously, I was too old, and like I have very yeah. Young, you were probably yeah. a little too old for it. I was definitely too old, and then I have younger siblings who are about ten years younger for me. But then I, I feel like they were just like they weren't into it, or like they were like yeah, kind of at the tail end. It's a of narrow Bear. window. Yeah, <laughs> it's a small. I window. watched it some babysitting, and it was a really cute show. Yeah. yeah. So I have a child who was peak. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Bear in the Big Blue House, and we used to watch it every single morning. We would sing along, and it was his favorite. It was my favorite. And, yeah. Well, now that we're all making demands of Disney Plus, here is what I <laughs> want back. I want Pooh's Corner, Under the Umbrella Tree, Mouser Size, and MMC from the nineties. Go, <gasps> Mouser Size would be epic. <laughs> I loved as a like a little eight-year-old girl like waking up super early so I could do mouser size with like I don't even remember the host's name, but I loved that show. I loved it. Would would you do that now instead of the exercise you normally do? I feel like it would be too easy for me now, but I would absolutely do it. Like it wouldn't be my (laughs) daily exercise. It would be like, oh, it's it's four o'clock in the afternoon. I want to have some fun. I'm gonna mouser size. I bet All you right. could well, find. We'll be talking more about the Muppets during our Patreon extra, uh, including Heather's hot take on the Muppets. We have thoughts. We have feelings. I mean, it's we have not judgments. Um, <laughs> 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 so stay tuned for that later. But coming up next, we are going to be talking all things annual pass. What's going on at Disneyland? What's going on at Walt Disney World? What do we know? And whether or not it's time to panic. Spoiler alert, it's not, it's not time to panic. (laughs) Okay, all right, so let's get into it. Um, Who wants to start? Let's start with Disneyland, because that's much more... I feel like Disneyland is what set this all off to begin with. (laughs) Agreed. All right, Heather, since you're our Disneyland expert, why don't you fill us in? Disneyland, late last week, sent out... um, kind of a notice that they are sunsetting their annual pass program, which is a very fancy way to say they are ending their annual pass program and that anybody who still currently holds an annual pass is being refunded their money as opposed to kind of just being on hold until they can come back online. So there are no there are no Disneyland annual pass holders anymore. And as you can imagine, you've heard me say it a billion times that Disneyland is very much a locals park. Everybody is an annual pass holder out here. 
the amount of panic that went through Southern California <laughs> and that described you. I can only imagine. I mean, like despair, distress, anger, frustration. Um, Grief. And like, yeah, like it was just, it was so, like it was such a profound loss. Um, I am not an annual pass holder. I happen to have a lot of friends that are cast members that I get to go with, uh, complimentary, thankfully. So I didn't feel that loss. Um, but what struck me was the sheer panic of it all. Guys, Disneyland runs on their annual pass holders. It is not gone forever. It is not. It will be coming back. They are just going to be redoing it. Now, they haven't announced any details. They haven't said anything because they don't have to. We don't know when the park is reopening. So they are taking their time and using this to their benefit. And instead of having the 85 different tiers of annual passes that used to be, they're going to, what I think they're going to do is streamline it into, you know, three or four maybe tiers. And then everybody gets to pick from those as opposed to, I, I I don't even know how many, there was an obscene amount of annual pass tiers out here. Um, and so they're using this opportunity to just streamline the program. And then when the parks reopen, annual passes will come back better than ever. The end. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. Um, what about the premier passport holders? So those were people that had annual passes to both Disneyland and Walt Disney World, the pass that included both. Those had been discontinued since last um, last spring when both sets of parks were closed. They, um, you know, they stopped the sale of them. And then when obviously Disney World reopens, they still didn't sell their annual passes. It took a few months for annual passes to come back online. And the premier passes never came back because what is the use of selling an annual pass for both coasts when one coast isn't open? So those haven't been around. And I don't know if they'll come back. I know some people really love them, but I found in my line of work when you know, we're pricing out for people, it very rarely ever works out in anybody's benefit unless, you know, you're a super local at one park. Like, for example, if you live in Florida and you go to Walt Disney World once a week, and then you can visit Disneyland four or five times a year. Other than that, it never really worked out to be, you know, breaking even. Yeah. Yeah. I had one one time uh, because I happened to be going to Disneyland like three times that year. And I was already a Walt Disney World pass holder. And so it actually made sense for me. But when it came time to renew it, I was like, there is no way it is it's <laughs> worth it to do this again. Um, I was happy that I had it when I did. But it's a it was a fluke here it just happened to be one of those things so yeah. now i will say on this topic and forgive me i don't know the date off the top of my head um but disneyland did say that for x amount of weeks if you have a disneyland annual pass you can use it to go to walt disney world and it was kind of like in the fine print to those pass holders because yep. I have actually seen an uptick in inquiries um, for my business of people who are Disneyland locals or maybe they live you know somewhere on the west coast and they go to Disneyland once a year for their vacation now looking at Disney World because they can't go to Disneyland and they're just looking for that Disney magic so yep. uh, if you're a Disneyland pass holder maybe look into that fine print <laughs> get yeah. out to Florida I think for there the was first some time. merchandise discounts too that they extended for a little while right um, I feel like the the merchandise discounts never really went away uh, once because, you know, Downtown Disney reopened and then Buena Vista Street reopened. And so that was always 
um, yeah. still available. But I think they've extended them for like another, like even though you're, even though we're canceling your pass effective now, yeah, you can you hang can on to the go, merchandise yeah. discount. Yeah, they for did do that because you know, days or something. I forget what it was, but yeah, yeah, because they count on those people to come in and buy the merchandise. Yep. Yeah. All right. So that's Disneyland, which is pretty clear cut, right? It's just it doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't exist right now. It will, like Heather said, it, you know, it will be back. It's <laughs> just going to be better and Do not newer. panic. The park's not open right now anyway. You can't go. So hang in there. Yeah. Let's head over to Walt Disney World where it gets a, a little more complicated. Just because the park is open. Um, and they're not getting rid of annual passes entirely. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like they weren't really selling many anyway like when if you had looked into it in the last five or six months there was maybe there was one maybe two that you could buy and that yep. was it they didn't bring them all back ever yep. you know yep um so charlotte do you want to update us on what the current status is of uh, no. okay all right i got it <laughs> I'll, handle, I'll handle this one <laughs> i'm like now i've got everything swimming in my head that we've talked it's about it and, and like, now i don't want to do it yeah all right i got it so the bottom line is they are no longer selling brand new annual passes. So the only way to purchase an annual pass right now is if you are an existing annual pass holder or if you are a person who had an annual pass but canceled it during the pandemic. So like Sharla and I, for example, both had annual passes um, and then when we were offered the option to cancel and receive a partial refund, we took advantage of that. We would have the option, if we so choose, to purchase a new annual pass. But if you are a person who has not had an active annual pass in the last few years or has never had one, they are not selling brand new annual passes right now is basically what the bottom line is. Um, and this is, again, right now. <laughs> I still don't think you need to panic because Florida residents everywhere or like new Florida residents or people who are like, what up? But I'm moving to Florida in April because I just retired and how mm -hmm. can't I get it? Don't it. Annual passes will be back. This is a short term alteration to the usual way of doing things for a variety of different reasons, partly economic, partly to limit capacity, partly to, you know, there's a whole variety of factors at play, but this too shall pass and they will bring back annual passes. Are they going to look exactly the same as they did before? No. No, no. but that, that that's not a guarantee on any year no. that exactly. the annual pass will look the same because how many times have they updated it to be X, Y, Z or whatever? So yep. yeah. 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 Exactly. But in a time when, you know, Disney is at restricted capacity and, you know, undergoing economic instability, it definitely makes sense for them to restrict the lower priced admission to focus on daily admission, which gets them, sure. makes them a lot more money. Yeah. Um, plus they don't, as much as they love their locals, not really sometimes it seems, um, but Walt Disney World right now is counting on people coming in from out of state because those are the people that spend more money on food and more money on merchandise and more money on hotels. So that's who they're going to focus on right now. Right. And their um, hotels are because most of the time local people, at least right now, are not staying in the hotels. You know, mm -hmm. like there are plenty of local people who do stay a night or two, but right now they're just not. Yeah. So. Yeah. And percentage wise, 
you know, the hotels are absolutely there are locals who stay in the hotels, but not at the same rate as people coming exactly. from out of state. So, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, oh, and for like what, maybe if they stay for one night, right. then that's more turnover that they have to do since they're doing all the heavy cleaning and all of that stuff, you know, versus the people coming from out town, they're coming for a lot longer. Yep, exactly. Um, I'm actually surprised. I thought we might see minimum night stays. I actually, at one point when they reopened, thought that might be something we saw. I'm glad we didn't. Um, but that, that was something that I thought, oh, I wonder, <laughs> are we going to see like a minimum night stay? Yeah. Um, and I do think going forward, if we do see any discounts, and if one more person asks me about free dining when there literally is no Disney dining place, sorry. <laughs> it back in um when we see discounts if we see discounts in in the future and there's one available right now um i do think we will see minimum night stays attached to those discounts yeah there have been discounts. i feel like most of them recently in the have last two that. years yep. have had minimum night stays yeah. i think yeah. that's going to continue for get like get used to that i don't think that's going anywhere for a long time yeah 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 um, that that was pre-pandemic that they did that so mm -hmm. yep, yep. Absolutely. So what would you change if you could change anything? Like Heather, we'll start with Disneyland. Like if you could change anything, I, oh, I can see she's got a loose. <laughs> Go ahead. Finish your question. <laughs> what would you change, if anything, about the Disneyland annual pass program? Um, specifically, oh gosh, there's so many. First of all, let's narrow down. We don't need like the after 4 p.m. passes. We don't need, oh, we can only go on this amount of days. Like let's have three tiers of annual passes and no more monthly payments. That's right. I said it. I'm sorry if you're one of those people who makes monthly payments. My mother did it in Florida, but Disneyland sells so many annual passes that th those parks are forever busy because annual pass holders can pay 20 bucks a month and pop in and out. And that's just how it's been, you know, since the invention of their annual pass. It makes it a very unpleasant experience, especially if you're going there on your vacation. So if we could cut down on the monthly payments, that would limit the amount of people who are buying annual passes and that would make the parks a better experience. Also, so line, you just want them to sell less. Sell less passes. However, take, they away, take away the monthly payments, and also stop telling me that I need to pay extra to include parking in my annual pass. Just give me parking for free. That's all. Yeah, I certainly agree with that on the parking. On but, the parking, uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I also think that. Well, this is a Walt Disney World thing, so I'll I'll stop until we get to that part. <laughs> And I'll, then I'll forget by the time we get there. But that's fine. Yeah. I am. I mean, I'm not, not a Southern California local, and I've only been to Disneyland a handful of times. But I definitely, you know, you definitely see, like, at 3 p.m., suddenly, like, the crowd levels pick up because all the kids get out of school and come over after school or people are getting out of work or, you know. One of my closest friends out here, like, she tells me all the time, she's like, we didn't go to the mall after school when I was a teenager. We went to Disneyland. And, like, that's a really cool way to grow up. Like, I had to go hang out at the mall and just stand there with my friends because you're, you know, 16 and you don't really have money. Like, they did that at Disneyland. And so that's mm -hmm. the, the atmosphere out here. Not that any of them are disrespectful or rude, if that's not what I'm saying. It's just like, this just is like volume. the, yeah, it's the after school, after work hangout. Like we're going to mm -hmm. go to dinner at Carthay Circle, which sounds fantastic. But when there are so many hundreds of thousands of them, I'm sorry, millions of them <laughs> in a tiny little park, you know, it's just too much. So 
take away those those monthly payments, streamline the amount of annual passes, past tiers there are, and include parking in it. Because they used to, and they took that away, and I just stopped with the cash grab. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, so let's talk about Walt Disney World, because, Charlie, you were saying, started to say something. Uh, well, I was going to talk about parking, because I think it's ridiculous that Walt Disney World resort hotels charge for parking. Mm-hmm. Kind of... I kind of think it's ridiculous that the parks, theme parks charge for parking as well. Um, but I think that if you're an annual pass holder, if they're going to charge for parking, I know if you're an annual pass holder, they do not charge you to park at the theme parks, but they still charge you that nightly rate at the hotel. Mm-hmm. So stop doing So stop doing that. It's a whole thing. Why, sh- why do I have to pay more at the beats club than I do at pop century for parking? Um, I, I think that's a ridiculous, yeah. especially when I mean, there's not like so much built- room. Yeah, and it's not right. like they built new parking lots or like new garages or yeah, something with covered parking, and there or there's you know like the parking is closer to the no. It's these are parking lots they already had, they already existed. They're not building new spots. They didn't even repaint them most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> like it's... And for for us because we pretty much always drive down. Um, that's, I mean, that's an extra cost every single yeah. set you add in there. Yeah, here at so, the Deluxe Resort, this is extra twenty five dollars a night. So you know. Uh, it's a hundred bucks if you stay four nights. That's crazy. Yeah. And that could be a whole extra night at a value resort almost. Mm-hmm. So, so stop, stop charging for parking, but definitely stop charging annual pass holders for any kind of parking. Yeah. That's my, but also, and I think you talked about this. I think we mentioned this last week. Parking's a bit, that's definitely a triggering thing for us. Why does a parking spot at the Grand Floridian cost so much more a night than a parking spot at Pop Century. Especially when at Grand Floridian's not even close. You have to cross the street. Cross the street to get to your car. Yeah. And Pop Century's parking lot is enormous. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I don't sense. get it at all. I, that is one of the things that it, when I become dictator of Walt Disney World, because you know that's <laughs> um, that is like one of the very first things that goes is the yeah. nightly parking fee. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just feel like they were like looking at Disneyland and Universal. Well, you all charge for parking, so why can't we? Well, because you have space for it. Knock right. it off. Like it's just yeah. very obviously a, cra- a cash grab. Right. And in Disneyland, it's a little more understandable because there's nobody. It, it, parking is at a premium, right? Space is at a premium. That's just not the case in Walt Disney World. All right. three. I would say all three Disneyland hotels. Yes, Disneyland Hotel sort of has their own, but like two out of the three share a parking lot. So they are mm-hmm. trying, like they have limited space. So that's why they, I don't like that they charge for parking at the resorts, but that's why they do it, you know? So like, right. I understand that Disney World has like almost infinite space. You have massive parking lots. You shouldn't be charging for parking. Yeah. Or if you're going to, I would like maybe some shade or, you know, to be a little closer to the hotel. Like, you know, maybe you have free parking that's further out, but you have reserve spots that are closer. Like, give me something. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, But back to annual passes, I would like the option to have an, um, an annual pass that includes something I don't know how to put it, like more discounts that like include mm-hmm. some sort of dining or give me very different kind of and heavier discounts because the discounts that they have are almost nil, really. You have to search them out. Yeah, I mean, you got to want them. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, at Disneyland, they all they're asking you everywhere you go, do you have a do you have an annual pass? And that gives you a discount. And well, at Disney World, they don't do that. You have to ask for it. And I just I just feel like the especially the dining discounts are not very good. So mm-hmm. I'd like some sort of option without paying more. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I don't want to pay more for this. Um, I'd like some sort of option that gives me like one meal a month or I don't know what's this, what the solution is, but something with it. Like I would, so in the past they've had, you know, your annual pass, but then they also had what was known as tables in Wonderland. I love tables in Wonderland. I would love it if they could merge the two. Like why is it two separate things? Because you had to pay for tables in Wonderland, so it's more money. Right, exactly. And back in the day, tables in Wonderland, which we used to have because it was was like $50. It was awesome. And you got two cards with it. Right. Then they started charging you for an extra card. Mm -hmm. So, like, if if I went down there um, and my husband went down there separately – then we had that, and we, if we wanted two cards, which we stopped doing having two cards because it's, they started paying more for it. But I don't know. I don't. I never understood why they wanted you to pay yeah. for a card in your own family. Yeah, but and then the price of it just went up and up. And oh, up it's like one hundred and fifty. I don't even know how much it is anymore because I've stopped. Well, buying it's not available. It. It's not available anymore. But yeah. Yeah. so dumb like it was like it got to the point where like it's now no longer beneficial like don't tell right. me that you're giving me free valet parking like that doesn't right. matter right. based on so how much i'm paying you got it. at tables of wonderland you got 20 percent off and then you but then they automatically added an 18 percent gratuity yeah which but, is fine but the 20 percent off was also on alcohol which, right. which like annual right. pass discounts and everything you don't get so that like you know that adds up because you know twenty percent off of your appetizer and entree is nothing, but when it's off your whole check, that's a nice yeah. feature. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, you got the gratuity for free. Is how is how I kind of looked at it. But I yeah, I found that a little bit limited too. I just want it to be everywhere, and I want Disney to work it out with their contractors. You know, like their whatever you call it. a lot of the Disney Springs re- restaurants and a lot of the other mm-hmm. restaurants that are not Disney owned they need to work that out and figure it out and don't make me suffer because you can't, yeah. you can't work out your contract. Right. You know, I want the discount when I, where I need the discount, especially if right, I because the it. average guest doesn't know which restaurant is run and uh, right. you know, owned and operated by Disney and which isn't like, it should just be across the board. <laughs> and I'm not even the average guest and I still don't know every single one of them. Right. So, I mean, I, I go often enough and I, I know a lot about it to kind of know which ones, but yeah, just let me have some sort of annual pass with that included, and then we'll be good. Yeah, and I agree. I think there's too many, um, you know, I agree with Heather about sort of the similar to the Disneyland. There's too many different annual, <laughs> there's too many different tiers and passes and different types of Florida residents and seasonals and this and blackout dates and these blackout dates and that blackout date. You know, they need to pare it down, Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because even when I was still living in Florida and I had my annual pass, like it was time for me to renew. And they're like, oh, we don't have this annual pass anymore. So you can get this one, which kind of has like the same, but a little bit less benefits. Or you can pay this much more to get this one. And this one has unlimited days. And I was like, when did it have to, why, when and why did it become so complicated? Like I used to just be able to have like silver, gold or whatever pass. And I picked the one that I wanted. And now there's 15 different kinds and I can't tell which has the dates that I need or the right. amenities that I need too much. Yeah. yeah. And okay. And so here's another thing, but if you're talking about monthly 
the monthly payments, why limit the monthly payments in Walt Disney World to just Florida residents? Why can't I, as a Georgia resident, <laughs> make monthly payments? If you're going to have that option, have it for everybody. Don't just have mm-hmm. it for one the one state. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. They're closer. But actually, like, I might be closer than some of the people. I mean, gosh, what, Miami's three hours away? That's pretty far. Well, it doesn't matter whether you live in Orlando or you live in Maine. If you wanted to buy yourself an annual pass, you should have the same opportunities as people who live in Orlando to pay monthly. But like I've stated, I am anti-monthly payment. So do away with it for everyone. Yeah, sure. Although in Walt Disney World, I don't think it has the same impact as it does in in Southern California. Um, no, it certainly At least doesn't. it doesn't seem to. <laughs> no, because there's, uh, I mean, obviously a lot more theme parks. They're a lot bigger. And I'm they not even just, it, I think was there, not even just Disney theme parks, but like, you know, Universal has three and they, like there's SeaWorld and there's so much to do in the area. And a lot of the people also, the annual pass holders in Florida aren't going to the parks all the time. Like, I feel like the only time I really notice it is when it's the food and wine festival and then everybody's there. Um, right. You know, it's, it's not as easy to get to like with Southern yeah. with Disneyland, you know, the kids can walk or hop off a public bus or hop up, like it's, yeah. it's just, it's smack in the middle of the city. It's so easy to get to. Well, Disney World, it takes a little more <laughs> sort of planning. It's just not as accessible. Yeah. Um, right. And that's, yeah. and that's by design, but yep. yeah. Um, I would like to see if they're, if we're going to do something with limiting how many annual passes there are, you got to limit somehow or have. I don't know that I want blackouts, but something for like weekends of the food and wine festival, because mm. it is just so crowded there. I have seen way too many drunk people in mm-hmm. one place. We saw people one time dancing on the table in Japan, <laughs> not cool, you know, like they were really bad and they, the Disney cast members did a good job of help helping the situ- diffuse the situation, but it's not just that time that I've seen inappropriate behavior. It's a lot. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just, a, it's just so crowded on the weekends of food and wine. So. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we could do an entire podcast on like rude guests at Disney. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Particularly around the consumption of alcohol when it comes to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I agree. I agree. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you tie that into the annual pass, but man, if there's a way, I hope they find it. I mean, I get it. As an annual pass holder who doesn't live there, I want to go sometimes on weekends. You know, like that's a good time for me to go. Maybe they could do something where it's like encoded in your pass or you have to sign up on the pass holder website. Like you get three weekend visits to the Food and Wine Festival. You can use it unlimited Monday through Friday, but you only get three Saturday or Sunday visits during the entire food and wine festival. And you either have to sign up for them or it knows as you go through the turnstile and then that's it. When you use it up, you use it up. And yeah. there you go. I'm, I'm laughing at you because you said that you wanted, um, you wanted them to encode it in the past. They can't even figure out how to send merchandise <laughs> and so back to my hotel. Yeah. That's a lot of form. So I don't think that's happening. Every time I fill out one of those forms to send merchandise back to my hotel, I say, shouldn't this just be on my magic band? And they're like, I know. I'm like, well. Yeah. But I do think this is, it's it's not very often that you see Disney take advantage 
of an opportunity like this? Like how often do we have the conversation about like, oh, I wish I could just burn it all down and start over. That's essentially what Disney is doing right now with the annual passes. They've looked at the scenario, looked at the situation and said, okay, wait, this is, we have an opportunity here. We can burn down the annual pass program and rebuild it the way we want it to. And so as startling as the news was, there was secretly like the organizational part of my brain was like, yes. I, okay. I saw this, this news come out last week and I felt like I was the only person on the planet. Like, and I even just in our like little Facebook group where, you know, all our listeners chat and everybody, people who don't even go to Disneyland were freaking out over the fact that the annual passes went away. And I just like, I did not have that reaction to me. Yeah, they were both like, do not panic. Yeah, I was like, to me, it was just so clear. Like, oh, okay, they're just taking, the park's not open yet. What do you care about? They're just redoing it. Like, there's literally no way in the world, no possible scenario where annual passes don't come back. But like, everybody thought that's what it meant. And I was just sitting there going, Guys, just look at this for what it is. They're just redoing it. There'll be stuff back. It's okay. Calm yeah. down. And I get the gut check response to it a little bit because, you know, the headlines are also, you know, we live in this, you know, 24-7 news cycle right now and the headlines are, you know, Disneyland cancels it, you know, and it's, I understand sort of the the first moment of, wait, what? <laughs> like, because it's such a symbol, especially in Southern California. You know, I have a friend that lives there that said to me, you literally cannot knock on a door. Like, oh yeah, pick a house, any house knock on the door, at least one person that lives in that house has an annual pass. Oh yeah, like, it, absolutely. It's it's know. a it's a very, it's a culture here. Yeah, and so it has grief become is, sort of a symbol. The grief is real, but, but I don't understand the grief because you're, it's not like you've lost money. You're getting your money back. You yeah. will have the opportunity to be a pass holder again. It's not like you're not a pass holder, but I still am. Like, there's yeah. no, that's it. It's coming back. Just realize you yep. can't go to the park anyway. And yep. it's just people, I just, I don't know. I was very calm about the whole thing. Like it was just very clear to me what was happening. And I was like, I don't, I don't see this as news, but okay. <laughs> All right. I do think it's news because I don't, again, I don't think it's very often that Disney just burns something to the ground like that. Like literally just says, that's it. Effective immediately. <laughs> you know, there's no more annual passes, yeah. you know? And so I think that is notable. I don't think it's worth panicking over. I don't think it's, you know, but I think it's like, oh, hey, okay, all right, you know. I think it's interesting, but I I am very eager to see what replaces it. And this is similar to the conversation that we had last week when we were talking about Disney's Magical Express. It's startling because it's something that we've gotten used to, but in any way, shape, or form, do we really think that Disney's not working on something else? of course they're working on something else like it's disney they want you know they're going to get your money somehow (laughs) they're not going to leave an entire segment of the vacation planning process up to just everybody else but them that's just that's literally never going to (laughs) happen i know they're working on something same thing with the annual passes they're working on something there's not anyone else what it is yet and with disneyland they have absolutely no incentive to Yeah, there's no reason to if the park's not open so they can take their time with it. And it may be that the park's open for a month or two and there's still no annual passes because they have to like slowly increase capacity. And the number one way to limit capacity in in Disneyland is to not have annual pass holders. So they'll be back. They'll be back. No need for panic. Yeah, we'll be back. 
All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode of the Disney Park Princess podcast. Stay tuned to our Patreon supporters. We are going to get into the Muppets <laughs> uh, on the Patreon Extra. Very excited about this. Um, be sure to check out our blog over at www.disneyparkprincess.com. Um, this week's blog post is about the five sort of major changes coming to Walt Disney World or, you know, or that are at Walt Disney World in 2021. Um, there's way more than five, but we focused on five for the purposes of this article. <laughs> um, and again, these are all subject to change. Like none of these are probably permanent. So don't panic <laughs> when you read the article. Um, they're just good to know if you're planning a trip in 2021. Um, please visit our Facebook group. We're having so much fun over there. Um, we have two Facebook groups. We have one for all of our listeners, and that is the um, Disney Park Princess Facebook group. Then we have another one that is just for our Patreon supporters. So we do have, um, you know, special perks for helping support us on Patreon. If you would like to be one of those people who get the special perks, you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. And that's it. I don't know what's on the schedule for next week. Um, and I'm not even going to say it out loud because the last two times I have done that, it turned out not to be correct. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to make a promise. <laughs> um, the two topics that we did have to put on hold, which was signature dining and Disney bounding, we will do those at a future point in time. We haven't abandoned those topics. We'll come back to them. Um, but in the meantime, there's just been too much other stuff to talk about. So, yeah. all right. That does it. Thanks so much for joining us. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye.